This is Learn From Others, where we interview a cross-section of successful individuals so you can learn from their experiences, achievements, and even their mistakes. We ask four questions that will educate and inspire. Greg Stanley will be your guide as we join our guests on a journey from adolescent daydreaming to success in today's world. Join us on this adventure as we learn from others together. Welcome to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. I'm very excited to introduce our special guest, Jason Davis. Jason, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Well, thank you for taking us on your career journey today. But before we find out what you're actually doing today, if you would, could you tell me, what did you want to be when you grew up? I watched a lot of sport, and I played a lot of sports video games growing up. And so, literally, I grew up playing baseball my whole life. Like, baseball is my passion. But in 1996, I saw Sports Center for the first time, and I would literally watch it every single day to see the sports in the top 10. And so, I would either try to do plays to get on Sports Center, or I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. Like Stuart Scott, that's the person that I idolize. Right. Like the way his delivery, his, his personality, you know, R.I.P. Stuart Scott. But I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. I wanted to play baseball to my body didn't allow me to play anymore and then be a sports broadcaster and just cover sports. Now, this might sound like an easy question here, but what was one of your favorite subjects or hobbies in school? Was it baseball or was it something else? Math. Math. Okay, that's great. It's cool. Well, what was one of your first jobs, one where you did well uh, or wanted to do well and earned a paycheck? So I graduated from the University of Alabama, and I worked with ESPN a lot, and I would do it for free. I just wanted to be out there and be around that experience, and mm-hmm. I didn't care about the money part. And so I did it three times for, like, college game day and then some like, SEC Nation and stuff like that. But I was in Savannah. And they had called me for opportunity. I thought they were just calling me to say that they were coming into Tuscaloosa and that I could work. But I was in Savannah. And I left from Savannah and went all the way to Tuscaloosa to do the broadcast. It was a very cool experience, What I got to, who I got to see and what I got to be around. But at the end of it, when I had told them, you know, they asked me how my weekend was going. I told them what I did. I was like, oh, well, you know, I just I drove up from Savannah. I was down there hanging out with my family. And I was like, wait, what? You didn't have to do that, not for something like this. <laughs> But right. then at, we continued going on throughout the day and did the broadcast or whatever. And at the end, he was like, man, you know you did not have to drive up here from Savannah. I was like, man, no, I enjoy doing this. I love being out here. He was like, man, I'm going to write you a check. I, I'll write you a check <laughs> for coming out here. I had no expectations of getting paid. I never said anything about, about money. I didn't care about the money aspect of it. But it's just when I got around them, I showed them my passion and enthusiasm. Because I told you in 1996, I told you what I wanted to do. And this was my opportunity to show that this is what I wanted to do. And that's, that's exactly awesome. what I did. Yeah, and they recognized it. That's really cool. And that's really cool that that was one of your first jobs was kind of an unexpected job where you got a paycheck because you wanted to do it anyways because you were so right. passionate about it. That's really cool. So you wanted to be a baseball player until your body gave up and then be a sports caster, sports announcer. So tell me, what do you do today? And if you would, take us from that moment of getting that check in Tuscaloosa to today. So from the check, I continued to work with ESPN and ESPNU, but then I graduated. And, you know, doing broadcasting, that's such a small industry. It's a real tight-knit industry. That's why they emphasize building network skills and really meeting people and showing people that you have a personality that's worth, you know, continuing to be around. So I use my connections. Along the path, I met so many people doing so many different things in their life, and it blew my mind. I met this guy, and... 
he told me he would get me a job in the banking industry. You know, doing that sports center stuff, it was cool. Well, ESPN stuff, it was cool at school. But I wanted to see what else was out there because I have so much more time on my hands now now that I graduated. So I've been working in the banking industry for almost four years now. Treasury management side, so on the bank side, it's not like face-to-face interactions. There's nothing doing to do with my major or anything or my minor it's just me taking a leap of faith into something else yeah if you would talk on that a little bit because i know uh you have a major and a minor what'd you major in uh sports broadcasting so it's called electronic news sequence so i studied the news and how the news is delivered right so i did electronic news sequence that was my major and then my minor was philosophy wow that's pretty interesting i fell in love with i just love wisdom so reading Philippians and Proverbs in the Bible, I love the way that message is delivered because it gives you a vague term that covers so many different things if you if you're able to read in between the lines. And philosophy opened up the door for me to be able to read in between the lines of communication. So like when I'm talking to somebody, I understand, you know, the interaction that's going on. Right. Now that's really fascinating that you had those two majors. You were heavily involved in sports broadcasting there for a little while. Then you transitioned into the financial industry and you mentioned briefly that that was mostly around networking is that right yeah just network tell us a little bit about what you do in your current role my title is a new account processor but i would label it more as like client implementation and my role has kind of changed because when i first started there the task that they gave me it was so easy to do right that you know my my work ethic it's like i guess i'm not going to say they didn't have enough for me but they they couldn't do nothing else but give me more tasks to do because this one it wasn't challenging me enough right right I progressed from you know, reviewing documentation, legal documentation from the state, and like financial records, like people's W-9, like tax ID. Just make sure all of the legal documentations, I validated that stuff when I first started out. Okay. But then I moved up to the point where I was like opening accounts for people or closing accounts or updating their accounts for them. Yeah, learned a lot about where money goes and how it moves and everything else, I would imagine. Yeah, from the HOA side of the bank, so the Homeowners Association, from California all the way up to New York, Delaware, just opening bank accounts for companies, for management companies on the HOA side. So you're mostly on kind of the HOA business side of it, not individual individual people? Yeah, yeah, it's on the business side. It's company, business. Now that's uh, at Mitsubishi UFJ Financial Group. Is that the name of the company? Yeah, it's Mitsubishi United Funding Group. Now, if you would, could just could you walk us through your basic work day or work week? Uh, so I worked 40 hours a week. I sit at a desk. You know, that was a big transformation going from talking to being at a cubicle, looking at a computer all day. But I work out of a ticket system and I just get requests and it's just repetitive tedious has. It's just client support, client implementation. So it's the same flow every right. day, you know, Monday through Friday. Now, speaking of which, what's one of the more challenging aspects of your job and one of the more re- one of the more rewarding aspects of your job? Just slowing down and doing the task because like that job is just based around productivity they it's just it's just this reoccurring cycle of work that just keeps coming in like i said just client support uh the most rewarding i don't know i get to have some cool com- conversations with with some of the clients that's really good as a reminder you can check out all previous episodes at learnfromothers.org and if you're an educator or a student you can search for podcasts by career cluster so jason we learned what you wanted to be when you grew up which was maybe a baseball player and what you do today which is in the financial industry so if you could do it all over again 
What would you do differently? I don't know. I, I love playing baseball. I played football, too. I, I mean, I had a pretty decorated high school career. It was pretty cool. But it took me away from, like I said, learning about myself. I said, I wouldn't take sports away. I learned a lot playing sports. But I wish I would would have paid more attention to myself and what it is that I wanted to do with my life. Like, invested the time into things that I knew I was passionate about, that I knew I could, like, advance. So my thing right now, it would be video games. I, I played a lot of video games. And when I sit back and look at everything, through everything that I've been through, I've always played video games. And I love the competitive aspect of playing video Games. Sports was fun, but you know, playing sports, you gotta be so invested in a team-oriented environment that you gotta put yourself aside. To do right, it. right, yeah. And speaking of which, we have a mutual friend, Eric, who was a previous guest on LFO, and he was the director of video game production. So people can go back and check out his career journey, as well as James Cooper, who was the lead designer for Insomniac Games, and they worked together for Marvel Spider-Man, which is pretty cool. Yeah, video games that can be a huge part of your life, and it sounds like it's a passion of yours, and it sounds like maybe you wanted to pursue that passion a little bit more if you could do it all over again, correct? Yes, most definitely. Well, now let's talk to the student who might want to get into the financial industry. What advice would you give them? So a lot of people usually go to school doing finance, accounting, economics, stuff like that, and they go into the financial industry. But if you if you really want to go in there, I would get so well at Microsoft Excel, learning Microsoft Excel, just learning learning Microsoft Outlook, all everything in there. If you learn those things, you can look up this, uh, little certification called Lean Six Sigma. Yep. You can okay. look up that if you learn. If you learn that, that'll help you in the financial industry. You can get into like process improvement. Being an analyst, like I said, getting really good with building graphs and charts in Excel, being able to create documents for other executives to present to people. If you're able to be a, a business analyst, you can excel in the financial industry. As with most journeys, success largely depends on reliable transportation. We don't know each other, but I'm a huge car enthusiast. So could you tell me, what was your first car? A Kia Optima. Oh, okay. Kias are nice. Yeah. Well, what's your dream car, if you have one? I won with a Lamborghini, um, but I like the BMW X6 or the Audi R8. Oh, wow. Okay. You're a car guy. Yeah. Audi R8. Those are nice. Yeah. Or Nissan GTR. It's just so many different things about me. Like, dude, the Ford Mustang, but I'm talking about the Shelby. I I don't want the, the, you know, I want the top dog. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Well, one perks to some jobs is a company car. So if I had all the money in the world, I'd love to buy you a company car based on your job. So yours is a little challenging because first I went 100% the financial route. And then I went on your website and I saw all of the sports stuff you were doing. <laughs> so originally, I was this was actually kind of fun. All I could think of was Monopoly, the game Monopoly. And you know, there's a little race car in the game of Monopoly. And so I researched, well, what was that car based on? And in the World War II, it was actually based on a Chrysler Airflow, which was really aerodynamic. So that was the initial car before I saw your athletics. Oh. Yeah, so I, I, I pulled that out and I said, all right, the athletic, I need something fast and quick and agile that a banker would buy. So, you know, something kind of pricey and expensive. So I ended up going a really nice car for you. I picked up, I picked out a 2018 Bugatti Chiron. Have you heard of this car? What? I have. <laughs> Dude, I'm a Cristiano Ronaldo fan. Dude, he is a dog. Oh, yeah. And he has a Bugatti. That's awesome. Yeah, so if I had all the money in the world, that's the car I'd pick for you. And it's the fastest, most powerful, exclusive Bugatti ever made. 1,500 horsepower, $3.6 million. It's a lot of, or $3.2 million. So 
If I had all the money in the world, that's the car I'd buy for you based on your financial job and your sports history. <laughs> Man, I appreciate that. That's some, that's some deep stuff right there. Uh, I'm, I'm, looking <laughs> the, I'm reading it between the lines of that. I, I'm glad yeah. you feel that that's what I'm worth. I feel like I'm worth that much, too, though. I, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like I'm worth, I'm worth that much. Cool. Well, it is actually already posted if you want to see a picture of it on learnfromothers.org with your picture. Uh, so you apparently, obviously, know what the car is all about. Sometimes my guests aren't car people so i tried to put the picture out there early so they could see it so yeah so <laughs> cool well thank you so much for taking us on your career journey what's the best way our listeners can learn more about you or your company all right so you can follow me on twitter at j hotline so it's j-a-i-h-a-w-k-f-l-y and it's all together and you can watch me on stream I stream League of Legends a lot, and that's the only game I play. But my username on there is jhawkfly, too. And it's just twitch.tv slash jhawkfly, and you'll see. I'll more than likely be on playing. <laughs> awesome, Jason. Well, thank you for taking us uh, on your career journey today. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for listening to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. Where will our next adventure take us? Subscribe to find out. If you know of someone who has a cool career story or occupation, contact Greg through Instagram at LFO. That's G-R-E-G-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y-L-F-O. And we will see you soon as we learn from others together.